what NKN is, Nafshik Shurub and Nafshik, a lot of people don't even know. And when you, when you go up the ladder of 60, 70, 80, 90, you're hitting towards 100, like you just said, amazing testimony, in getting along with your child, even with hugs and emojis and all that, a door will open up and you'll realize that in deeper, in the next depth, depth of the level, you're, you're at zero and you'll start climbing. Like you said, you're at 20 of that, of that next level. It, NKN is, is, is a, a, a tremendous pull, a tremendous connection, which is much more than just being nice. A family came to me and they said that since their kid spiraled, somehow they never fought with the kid. Over two years, never fought. Everybody gets along. And they provide him with his needs, cut off his pay, see the family, very painful. They didn't say anything. They didn't criticize. They buy and they bought him his jeans. They're just naturally nice people somehow. I don't know how this happened. They just get along. Everybody gets along. The mother, the father, the calm, very calm, quiet people. No fighting. Not only no fighting, everything's fine. They came here and they told me, what are you going to teach us? What, do you, what, what could you, we have a great relationship. I said, from one to a hundred, what's your relationship? I ask that almost to everybody when they call, if I remember. And usually people say five out of a hundred, ten out of a hundred. They said, great, a hundred. After about three, four months of being here, their kid told them, things are so different now. I used to feel like I live in a hotel. He felt everyone's being nice to him. But like in a hotel, you come downstairs, good morning, what can I get you to eat? Here you go, thank you, polite, smile, but no depth. Even a hug, even the hug was like, a, okay, goodbye, like, you know, that's the way you say goodbye to someone, you know. You know, it, it was different than a hotel, but it was, it was a certain coldness. And he felt it for those two years, and he was missing this, this nantkeit, this, this con- connection, a nafshiistic, a soul connection. He was missing it. And the parents themselves couldn't even identify it. They thought everything's fine, we get along. Because we get along. So of course the first thing you got to do when you don't get along is to start with the bombs and doing everything and make sure you build a relationship that you do get along and rebuild trust and, and, and smile every time they walk into the room. Put your phone down. Say someone very important just came down. You could do that for any kid, by the way. You're allowed to be nice to all your kids. Right? And you say, oh, someone very important just came in. I'll call you back. You put, put it down. Boop. Right? And then, hey, how you doing? Whether it's 30 seconds or two minutes, doesn't matter. Call the person back. They feel special. Make them feel special. Make them feel loved. They'll trust. Do trips. But then you're going to see that it's still not NKN. It's, it's, it's like the difference between dating and being in love. And basically, like I've said before, there's two levels. There's a, 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 a level of love between a parent and a child, and Hashem uses that to describe our relationship. But there's a much higher level that Shleim HaMelech talks about, the relationship of lovers, which is much more passionate. Can't stop thinking about you all day and night. Right? It's, it's a much higher level. So why did Hashem pick the relationship of parent to child to describe his love for us and not the higher relationship. And the answer is because the higher relationship is good, but it could also fizzle out and they could be separated. So even though it is a higher relationship, but it's conditional and it could end. So Hashem wanted to show us that my relationship with you is never going to be broken. 
So he picked the relationship between a parent and a child. And just like the relationship between a parent and a child, no matter what, you'll never stop loving this kid. Parents love and will die for a child that they don't even know. Somebody comes in and, uh, with a gun, you'll, you'll, you'll defend that child, that baby, you don't even know. Because there's a love in the Bria that Hashem put into creation that you will die for your kid, no matter what. And a lot of the hatred that parents have for their kids is because of this, this love that they can't get rid of from them. If it was their neighbor's kid going out like that, it wouldn't bother them so much. They wouldn't throw the kid, throw them out of the house so much. It's the frustrated love becomes hatred also. The pain. Why do you have so much pain? Because you have so much love. And that could drive parents crazy. A lot of parents hurt their children out of love. Sometimes there's that selfish, I'm worried about the neighbors and what about this and what about, fine. But a lot of times it's just like, I love my kid so much, I can't take seeing him sleep in his bed or playing video games. So I pulled out the video and I broke the phone and all this violent stuff. But it's coming from because I, because I care so much about you. So Hashem picked that relationship. But it's up to us, teaches Shlema Melech, that we can raise the relationship to that passionate love, the, the, the love of lovers, the romantic love of passion. I'm, I'm lovesick. But Hashem couldn't do that because that could disappear. What we're doing here in TP is not regular love. It's not even, the, it's not the way that we deal with and care for our regular kids, even though we should and they need it, especially in this dar, in this generation, kids need tremendous expressions of love that we didn't get. Anybody here, God, I'm proud of you from your parents? Most people not. Not if your parents were from uh, Poland or Lubavitch also not. And uh, Hungarians apparently, Syrians are good at that. Syrians show, tell, I'm proud of you, my son, he's the best. I don't know what they do in Syria, but, but, uh, East, Warm climate, I guess, yeah. But um, but by us, you know, unless you did like something absolutely incredible, like, you know, you save someone's life, maybe, and you're on national TV, I'm proud of you. You know, it's like, it's, it doesn't happen. And, they, you know, a lot of parents don't hug their kids, weren't hugged by their parents. I'm, I mean, it's, Avram hugged and kissed Yitzchak, Yitzchak hugged and kissed Yaakov, but somehow... So now we need a lot of it. And the, the tzaddikim started talking about this 50 years ago. And someone told me that before the Holocaust there was more love. And it, it got lost when the emotions got broken because they couldn't cope with anything. So I don't know. I, I'm not that old, so I don't know what was going on before the Holocaust. But people said and before the Holocaust, parents used, used to walk with their kid to shul. They spent a lot more time together. There was a lot of love and compliments. I don't know. All I know is that 50 years ago, Tzadikim of the generation, 80 years ago, the Chazanish, and you know, from the Litish world, from the Chassidish world, from all of them, they were talking love, 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 love. Lubavitcher Rebbe, he said, in our dar, only love works. Rebbe Liashiv's Chassidim, he was 100, 105 years old, and he was a very halacha man, and he said, there's no small doicha anymore. Only Yemin Mekarevis, Yemin Mekarevis, Yemin Mekarevis, three times. That's what he said. Pull him in, pull him in, pull him in. And he was talking about regular kids. And they said, what do you mean? There's no, never a time to say no and put your foot down and reject the kid? So he said, well, maybe, we heard this from his grandson. And I have two sources for this. He goes, maybe once in 70 years. 70, not 70 minutes. 
Not 70 seconds. Maybe once in 70 years, do small daich again. I'm upset with you, right? Get frustrated. And then go right back to him in Mekarevas. So the tzaddikim were saying, only love, only love. Not the liberals. Not because I'm okay with it, but because this is what works on our darn. And I think today everybody really is understanding that, that we don't accomplish anything with... If you do that, I'm not going to love you, or I'm not going to like you. I'm going to, I'm going to, not going to give you money. All that stuff doesn't work. Doesn't work on our kids. And what does work very well is is kirov lavavos and taking that love that we have for our children and elevating it to this passionate, romantic love. I'm always thinking about you. What can I do for you? What can I get you? Um, you know, don't just wait for a birthday. Just constantly. What, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? With your regular kids, what can I do? I'm here for you. Drive them to the airport, upgrade them, whatever you can do. And what's on the other side? Don't spoil them. Kids don't get spoiled from things. They get spoiled when you replace love with things. But if you're giving them love and things, they will not get spoiled. And even if they do, and that's a bad thing, but you can't take a chance in this generation with so much depression and so much mental illness and so many problems and so many people being drawn to this love that's out there or fake love that's out there that want, I want you and we like you and come join us. You know, there, There's a war going on over every kid. There's a tug of war. right? And Rip Shim Shimpinka said this 50 years ago. He said... He said, we have to be so careful because there's so many people outside of our world that are just waiting for a Yeled Haredi, a from child, to be a little bit loose, you know, a little bit, a little shaky, and they just want to pull them with, come with us. What do you need these rules for? What doesn't make you happy? You're never going to be good enough, all of that stuff. And he said, you have to be very careful, very, very, very careful. And the solution for all of that is love. Expressing your love and showing your love and and really happy times, fun times. What each kid, every kid, what they like. As much as you possibly can. And and hugging them and, you know, the whole, the whole thing. Hashem should protect every single one of our kids because we don't know what's coming around the corner. And we see so many parents that said that when this kid was six, seven, eight, nine, I never dreamed that this kid could be the one behaving this way or with this these problems, these mental problems or or these this rebelliousness or all the terrible stuff. Like we didn't dream and, and sometimes the spiral is so fast. So Yitzchak Zilberstein, Reb Chaim Kanievsky's brother in law, Chaim Kanievsky's Atzal's brother in law, he said that in our generation where there is so much pull that's pulling our kids out of the religious way, we have to know that the only thing that could help them is cables of love. That's not the love that we grew up with. That's not the love we give our children. Kvalim shel ahava. Cables of love. Ropes of love. It means that's you've got to go out of your comfort zones, especially the dads that are busy with a lot of other stuff. You take off once in a while. You pick your kid up for lunch once a week. I got that idea from the Kruler Rebbe of Shlita Zangezunt. He, he, he told that to someone. He said, you know, take your kid out for lunch. I said, you know, it's a good idea. I took my kid out, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th grade. I'm lucky it was very close to here. Every Tuesday for lunch. Almost every single time. And we had such a nice time. 
either go to a restaurant or if there's no time for that, you just tuna fish in the car. I, I brought my kid here. He needs to be here. They're bringing him back. The, the school doesn't really care if they miss recess, you know. I brought him back. He was out for like 40 minutes. We had a nice time. And eventually the kids, you know, in the beginning they would be like, oh, your father, your father. And they started telling him, you're so lucky. I'm so jealous. And it, it helped him. And then he graduated. I did it with the next kid. The next kid all went and it was planned out nicely. So do whatever you can. Or if you can't do it every week, so once a month. Or do it, take a kid out, every single kid out, once a month for dinner. Just mom, just dad. Even if it's, you know, if you could do nice, do nice. Give them, give them a good feeling. We see this in the Torah many, many times. And um, it's brought out many different times in different Torah that I have in Raising Royalty. That's a plug for the book. Um, best $25 you'll ever spend, guaranteed. And it's brought out many, many, many times that, that when someone's happy, they can then think about Hashem. And that's why Yitzchak wanted to give all the brachas to Esav, the Arachayim HaKadosh says he knew that Esav was bad news, and he did it in order to win him back. And the Shach HaLatayra says that he, he wanted to bless him with Gashmi Yistiga Brachas in order that if they're going to be Matzliach, L'mala Midarach HaTeva, and they see that we're doing better than everybody else, they're going to realize, wow, I guess God is taking care of us, and that's going to, he wanted it only to Esav and his descendants should do tshuva. And like the Archaim Kaddish says, might have worked. We'll never know. Because Yaakov stole the Bechera. But this was his, the only plan that Yitzchak came up with was love, spoiling, money, you should be wealthy, you should do well, you should do great. And then by giving him all the brachas, all the brachas, we spoke about it at length at a different place, I'm not going to do it now again, but he gave him everything. Who gives some one kid everything? Right? When Esau came in, he said, oh my gosh. He goes, I have no brachas left. He says, you don't have one bracha left for me? And he gave him his last. Brachas are valuable. What does a Rebbe have? Brachas. Right? My father used to say that we see in the Haggadah, it says, So I don't know who made up the joke. He says, finally, Rebbe Yehuda, finally they found the Rebbe that gave something. What did he give? Simonim. Simonim. It's better in a Pailash Yiddish. Listen to the Shang, he gave him? Simonim. Anyway, finally he found... His father is going to give him brachas. It's very valuable. Yitzchak, brachas from Yitzchak. We would all go stand online with a kvittel and to get a bracha from Yitzchak Avinu. What was the bracha? Gashmis, Gashmis. And he gave it all to who he thought it was Esav because he wanted Esav to realize how much his tati loves him. That's what fortifies kids. That's our highest level of prevention for the kids that are healthy. It's mom and dad's love brought down in so many different, from different places from all over, Chassidish, Litvish, Syrian, Spartan, everyone. And that's what helps bring them back when they're shaky, and God forbid if they fall completely off, that's what gives the highest chance that they will come back. Beshavu banim legvulam. All of your kids should come back.